This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I didn't. Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Football Show. This is episode number 134. The show is available live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, of course, your home to many other great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So please do give us a follow on social media and of course, subscribe to that YouTube channel. The most direct way to support the channel helps us a lot. Drop a thumbs up as well and uh, click the bell for notifications. Helps us get higher up in that YouTube uh, algorithm and search uh, engines. And, of course, if you prefer your podcasts in audio form, you can download uh, all our shows at the various podcast platforms, pretty much every podcast platform you could think of. Just search Ace Podcast Nation. And uh, if you want to keep it purely football, follow at AC Footy Show on all social media platforms and uh, Streamline your experience, but uh, just as we wait for the the, the latecomers to uh, to join us in the various platforms, we'll uh, a big thank you to Black Diamond Sports as ever for all their support around the show and the channel. They're a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the world. For more information, you can visit their social media pages and, of course, their website. The links to which are in the description below, and at the closing credits at the end of the show. And uh, today's sponsor, Bespoke Financial, and uh, Darren Ralston of Bespoke Financial is giving away a free will with £140 with uh, any new policy which is taken out. Please check him out. Give him a call and don't miss out on an incredible offer. 
He's looked after Andy with various policies over the years, including the critical illness, the injury cover. They are truly top of their field. They provide award-winning service, and we are very proud to partner with such a top-class brand. We thank them for sponsoring the show, and I urge you all to, to, uh, to check them out, see if they've got something for you, because uh, we're all coming out of what has been a horrific year for everyone, and uh, maybe we could all do with a bit of extra security, and hopefully they can help us find that with the their various services and uh, whatnot. But uh, let's introduce the man of the hour, first and foremost, the co-host with the most. He is the goal collector, the fox in the box, some would say. He is the QPR dream killer, Davy Jones's favourite son, ex-Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker. He is the goal machine, the legend. That is Andy Campbell. How are you, mate? Good evening. Yeah, uh, amazing. I'm uh, really looking forward to this one. This is uh, this is this is going to be uh, insightful for me as well. Being a uh, being an ex teammate of mine, obviously I'm not going to give it away. I'm going to let you introduce as normal. But a uh, big thanks to everybody already in the group chat. We've had some some great comments, some great questions, and I'll just uh, just go on from what you said, Si, about the support that we couldn't do this without everybody who supports the show. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it's gone from strength to strength, and. Um, you know, I mean, this is just another another guest, which is another amazing guest of of the the hosts of of, of what we've had. So yeah, it's just uh, it's going to be another amazing show. I'm really really excited to delve deep because uh, had a great career, um, scored tons of goals, and um, and yeah, want to really really dig deep into a into the person as well as a footballer. Indeed. Um, I've got to say, um, just very quickly before we introduce the guest, mate, um, I had a notification from StreamYard uh, about five minutes before we started just to say that they're having some issues with Facebook and notifications and stuff for sending people to the show. So if you do notice that there are any uh, regulars and not in the group chat or whatever, give them a little tag, share the show and uh, maybe share it a bit more than normal just to make sure we get uh, everyone because... That's completely out of our control. We can't send the notifications out um, manually, unfortunately. Uh, but yes, very, very excited to welcome tonight's guest. He's been a long-term target of mine. I was nagging Andy to get him on a, a while ago, I think. And uh, we we finally, we broke him. We got him on. And uh, <laughs> But I'm delighted, delighted to welcome uh, ex-Hull City, Lincoln City, Carlisle, and of course, the mighty Bluebirds, Former striker Gavin Gordon to the show. Welcome, Gav. How are you, mate? I'm not too bad for but Carlisle. Carlisle. I apologize. Oh, yeah. I wrote that wrong. Yeah, no, I'm very happy. Yeah. I was it was yeah, cool. Gav, Gav, um, Gav wouldn't have gone Gav wouldn't have gone that far up north. It's a way to go. Hey mate, yeah, that's <laughs> Man, if you used to it's 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 like a different world up there. It's like a different world. It is. So and the uh, there's a couple of people in the chat asking if you're streaming on a Nokia 3310 this evening because you're uh, yeah, you're, you're lagging on. you're lagging a bit and stuff. I don't know what's going on with that. Like yeah, on my screen, on my connection little thing, it says that the connection's good and stuff. But um, you know, yeah. we're it is where it is you connect technology mate just we're in the hands of technology yeah, got so much to if, talk about if, if it doesn't improve I'll, i will go out and come back in so if, if i do go out i will be come back in so don't uh, don't don't celebrate or worry either, either way that's fine but, uh, but yeah if andy goes we can talk about him talk yeah. about him for a little bit before he comes back but um yeah, yeah they make there's so much to talk about like obviously we're gonna dig deep into gavin's career and stuff we're gonna have a little tell me why where we get to talk about some other football news but you know the place where we start 
is the Magnificent Seven, where we're, we put seven quick-fire questions to Gavin Gordon so the viewers can get to know his taste a little bit. Maybe uh, maybe we'll drop a little grenade in there now and again just to keep the keep the guest on his toes, as it were. But, uh, let's, let's have a go at that to start us off. Okay, Gavin Gordon, Magnificent Seven. Always nice and easy to start. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Favourite TV show? Oh. Um, in the line of duty at the moment. See, I, I like started it. that. I started you that, that one either, have we? No, everyone, everyone normally goes old school, don't they? So you have to, yeah. that's a new one. New one. I, I don't know what i'm doing i'm still waiting for my missus to give us the okay to start watching it like from series one where he's got so much stuff backed up put your foot down put your foot down yeah well (laughs) yeah admit the the answer i get is well don't do so many podcasts so becky i know i know the bosses don't don't you worry there's no doubt about that come on uh, most hostile atmosphere you've ever played a game of football in? As in four or a, just, just anywhere, either four well, games, whatever. It's not the um, the um, Leeds game, isn't it? Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Oh yeah, yeah. we're going to talk about that. Oh, uh, best manager you've ever played for? I would have to say um, for coaching and everything, it would be um, Lenny. Uh, Cardiff City or Lincoln City? (laughs) (laughs) No sitting on the fence, Gavin Gordon. I'm going to have to upset a few people. It's going to have to be Lincoln. (laughs) Do you know what, mate? On on that point, and I know we're going to delve deep into that, but um, I respect people's honesty. I think, you know what I mean? Sometimes you've got to be personal towards yourself, say, haven't you? You know what I mean? And that point for me is just... I knew that answer was coming just because of uh, what you do now, Gav, for the football club, but the, 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 the past, what the football club's given to you, what you've given back to it. And you know what? Those kind of answers, they, they, go, they go a long way. You know, it's not just about respect. It's what it's, it's, sometimes they make the person you are as well as the other way around as well. So it's a uh, great answer. 100%. 100%. Uh, angriest teammate? Ugh. Uh. Is there so many that you can't pick? Yes, I'm trying to think about it now. It's out of two. I'll give you two. I've got one from Lincoln is um, Terry Fleming, but not in a... It, he, he switches, so he's not always <laughs> angry, if that makes sense. So yeah, it, it yeah. depends if someone rattles him or whatever, and then he gets a bit... You can tell the mist is a little man syndrome, small. Um and the second one is probably Willie Bowler. In a way, in the same way, it's not always, it just comes across as, I'm angry. Yeah. He's, uh, Willie's come up a couple of times, haven't he, in that w- question? W- Willie, yeah, Willie comes up quite often, but I, 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 I can probably explain a little bit on Willie, and probably the same as, uh, probably similar to Gab's first answer there, that you're talking about a person who, you know, people say you change over that white line and things, but people yeah. like Willie, did, he didn't change over that white line. It's just the way he, he speaks to you when he's in your company outside of football. He still speaks to you in the same way. So you, sometimes you, you're thinking, is he angry? Is he not being angry? You, you, sometimes you, you think he's a, he's, he's, a, he's a miserable person, but he's really happy. And then sometimes you think he's really happy, 
and you, you you get them on the wrong side. You know what I mean? So you've got to be you've got to be aware of these kind of people because they're they're just born winners as well. And that's what, but yeah, that's what I like been, about them. I remember Scott McCulloch. I was looking back anyway. Scott McCulloch was a sort of sort of the same as well. You you weren't quite he was, yeah. sure, and and because he'll yeah. So oh, there's a few there's a few in there. Mm, interesting. I wonder who Willie Ball. I wonder who Willie Balland would pick. It was the angriest. If he picked, if he picked someone angrier than himself, then that would be quite dead, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be quite, quite the achievement. Be interesting, <laughs> wouldn't it? Um, and then the final question is, and I've, and I've actually, I've, I've altered it slightly. Uh, so, who is, in your opinion, the greatest Englishman or uh, Mank, who has ever lived, doesn't have to be football related, just anyone. Greatest English one. So many, so, so it's a, many. It's a, good, it's a good question, isn't it? Depends which which field you go down, isn't it? It does. Ah. Feel like uh, you've got me that one. Um... Oops. There's so many, there's so many ways you can go, and it puts you on the spot, doesn't it? Because like, greatest. So you've you've done him, Ian. I've done him. So like, Uvi had over the show. Some a few people have said like Winston uh, Churchill. Winston Churchill. Some had, people have gone for their parents. parents. Um, me, I come up a lot. A lot of a lot of footballers say me. They just say that I've inspired them with my just sheer um, brilliance. Pop stars, maybe. Um, pop yeah. stars? You said a pop star. So no, oh. that's. I was looking at music I, as well. So I was, I was thinking. I was thinking. I was, I was thinking the one now oh. Manchester because I was thinking. Oh yeah. Was, and I was thinking. Yeah, he's not that's a pop star, though, is he? Come on. Yeah, he's, he's a music star. He's a musician. Yeah. Rock star, baby. I give you that. Not even a pop star. No, when you say like, pop star, I was thinking S Club Seven. <laughs> Greatest good, good, good band, good band. You've band. Said that, I would say, um, um, actually, my, my gran, my gran would be the because like she was she, she kept everything like straight that. and narrow, and yeah, I like, she that. I like that. Okay. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go out now because I, I wanted to do Gav's Magnificent Seven first before I, right, so I didn't ruin cool. it. So there you go, yeah. Well, don't want to ruin it. The um, yeah, pop star, not even that at all. That's, that's well, no, I, I, I wouldn't say pop star, but I was thinking <laughs> music. Yeah, there's a lot of music though, and they would come out of Manchester. Geez, some quality stuff. But like, yeah. like when he said pop side, immediately I was thinking S Club Seven. Oh, Bradley exactly. from S Club Seven, yeah. best Englishman who's ever lived. There we go. But um, yeah, maybe that's just me showing my age, mind, because I don't think S, S Club Seven no. are yeah. relevant in any way no. uh, these days. But there we go. Let's see if um, let's see if Andy's internet. It's your dial up broadband. Be have you wound it up now? Yeah, I've just Wound put 50p the in the meter, so it should yeah, be all right. 50 That's the one. That's the one. A lot, a lot of S Club 7 fans in the, uh, in the chat, which is... But you've got you know, the Gallagher brothers, haven't you? So it's got to be Man City, you know, so... Yeah, there's there's so many, um, like, music-wise from Manchester, there's just so many good bands and uh, good singers and just historic, isn't it? I love it. Love what it. Have started, but, what have I started in the group chat, yeah? Oh, mate, I know. It's because I started. I just said Bradley from S Club Seven is the greatest Englishman who's ever lived. He started something now. It's, uh, it's legend, legend. Uh, Will says I know too much about S Club Seven. Bradley is literally the only person I know from S Club Seven. Although one Hannah, see if I can name them all. Hannah, 
there was a blonde one who had a bad back. There was a blonde one who had a bad back, didn't she? So uh, there was Hannah the on it, where she was the blonde one. And then there was another That's one. Edges, eh? Sing a song. Like... Can, can, you, can you sing it? Can you sing a song? Can I, I sing a song? Yeah. Go on, you sing the song, Gav, and um, I'll film it. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm the now. <laughs> Rachel. That's the Rachel, one. That's the one. Yeah, that's Rachel, that's the one, yeah. Rachel Stevens, yeah. I was trying to trying to remember know, who she I'm was not. without saying something like derogatory by saying like the fit one, but I couldn't remember what her name was. But anyway, <laughs> there we go. There we go. I was just getting myself in trouble and digging myself a hole. So let's get into it. Let's go. Tell me why. 60 seconds. So basically, Gav, with this, I um, I give you an Andy two questions or subjects and you have a 60 second timer is set and that uh, you get 60 seconds to discuss or answer the question discuss the subject set nice and easy but as the guest for this evening you get to decide if you'd like to go first or second i'll go first I think. and you don't have a question as well so this is that's yeah i think i think i think i'm the first person to go first isn't he Oh, I'm not normally sure. People, normally speak yeah, they do back tend to go second. Like, no, 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 let's go for it. Might as well yeah. I, I, I think it's harder to go second. See, I do. I got to say, yeah. I do. Just because once the first person's gone, like you've heard a bit about the subject, then haven't you? But anyway, we'll uh, we'll get into it now. So tell me why. Let's... Okay, tell me why. First subject is. This week is the semi-finals in the European competition, and I would like you two to preview that in six, 60 seconds. So I'll just remind you of the games. Champions League, Real Madrid versus Chelsea, PSG versus Man City, and in the Europa League, it's United-Roma and Villarreal versus Arsenal. I say preview. Uh, I just mean, yeah, just talk about it for 60 seconds. Maybe how you think it's going to go, who you think is going to win, etc., but uh, Gavin Gordon, your time starts now. Well, I think the first one is obviously Man City have gone definitely got to go through, haven't they? Um, like I say, that false number nine up front seems to pay at the moment. We seem to pay a lot better that way. So um, keeping the ball and moving it a lot quicker. Um, so, um, but it, obviously it's going to be a challenge. You've got Mbappe, Neymar. Everyone, so um, yeah, the, the, the only worry with Man City is the defense, so that's the issue with them. Um, so who's the one again? Uh, with Madrid, Chelsea. Um, like I say, I haven't seen them much of Real Madrid, but um, Chelsea look solid and they look like they've turned the corner a little bit, so um, maybe they might sneak it in the end, but not sure about that one. Um, Man United. Again, they look not too bad. Um, they the, the kind of flowing. They, they stop starting all the time. So, um, but maybe nah, United you know, won't do it. Um, and the last one is uh, Arsenal Villarreal. Your sixty seconds is up, but I'll let you finish because it's the last game. Go on. Yeah, Arsenal. I think Arsenal will go, will go through that one. I think interesting that is. Be interesting to see if your predictions match up with uh, Mr. Andy Campbell. Um, the last time I remember United playing Roma, it was 7 1. So. 7 1, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Carrick, ping him on. That goal from Carrick was beautiful. 
Um, yeah, it was, yeah. Scalzi, Scalzi ran the game that, game, that day as well. I yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I seem to remember Paul Scalzi was And they had, a, they, had, they, had a, they had a dominating they had a dominant side by the well. They had Dad Mancini in yeah. the field, they had Totti, so they had a, a world class Yeah, they had a good well. side, didn't they? Yeah, um, really it'd be interesting. But uh, yeah, Andy Campbell, European semi finals, your 60 seconds start now. Let's go. Um, I'm hoping that all four British teams do us proud, you know, that, that we've got, um, we've shown how strong we are in England at the minute. Um, start with the Champions League. Listen, it's going to be difficult for Chelsea to play against a Real Madrid side who are just a little bit erratic. You know what I mean? They'll win one week. They drew against Betis on at the weekend. It's going to be difficult, I think, for them. Um, I've got more confidence in Man City. I think they've got, like Gav said, they've got the better players. Uh, the false nine for me is just so unpredictable. Phil Foden is just at another level. Um, if he can player like he has been playing over the last couple of weeks, but he was outstanding yesterday in the Cup final. He was outstanding in both games against Dortmund. Um, so I, I'd like to think it was an all-English final, but I think Real Madrid will will, will edge um, edge that one. So Real Madrid against Man City final, in my opinion. Uh, and for me, I can't see anything but an English final in the Europa League. I think Man United will dominate. Um, I think Man United will go on to win it, regardless of who they play. But I'd like Arsenal to win it, just because I want Arteta to... To, to have a little bit of success because if he doesn't, I, I do fear that his first season in football could be a, a real negative one. Um, 60 seconds up, my friend. But Villarreal, are, Villarreal are a good side, by the way. Villarreal are, are yeah, a really underrated. good side. And, yeah, I think um, Arsenal, Arsenal probably would have preferred to play Roma, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think we might see an all-English final in the Europa League and the Champions League this year. Um, my nice. One, one worry nice. for the Chelsea game is that... Uh, if Aiden Hazard is fit, he's got a big point to prove because he hasn't really hit the ground running for Madrid. And um, if there's one game where he wants to turn up and just show just how good he is, it's going to be the Chelsea game. And obviously, like Gavin mentioned, Man City, you know, going forward, they're phenomenal. Phil Foden has really come into his own this year. But PSG are PSG. Like, going forward, there's not many teams who've got that much quality and they've got players who can do that little bit out of nothing. And I know Man City have two, but when you look at that front sort of three and even the, some of the midfielders behind them for PSG, some of those players can just do nothing, yeah. you know, something from nothing. And when you've, totally got players, when you've got players like that in a tight game, they're the ones who make the difference. You know, Messi did it for Barcelona, Ronaldo's done it for uh, many clubs. Throughout. I think on that... I think on the Chelsea game, fellas, I think it's going to be, it's going to be, it's, for me, it's going to be like a chess game because I see Tuchel, the way, the way that he defends, listen, we've seen loads of Premier League managers who, who, who get things right defensively. Chelsea were all over the place when Frank was manager, um, defensively, you know what I mean, but he had him scoring goals. Now Chelsea look like they're solid defensively, midfield, they look solid, they still look dangerous on the break, but they don't look like they're going to score as many goals, but sometimes one goal is enough to win a game if, you, if you're solid enough and good enough in, in the defence, so... It'll be if 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 if, the, if Real Madrid did turn up like they did in the first leg, it'll be difficult to to stop. But if yeah. um if, if well, I watched Real Madrid on 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 at the weekend against Real Betis and they were bang average, but they've got a bigger bigger game this weekend, so it's it's trying to yeah it's yeah. trying to see which well, is the most important game. It's the most important. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so they, as soon as they, they, they second to the Champions League, they seem to. Mm. Go up another totally level, agree. don't they? Yeah, totally they turn, they turn up, Gav, don't they? You know, and I, and I think that's totally sad, sad. When we, you being a Man United fan, and and, and obviously I spoke to <laughs> your Arsenal fans on a, on a podcast last week that uh, uh, that I asked them about the importance of the Europa League. You know what I mean? Is is it is it that important? You know what I mean? Because the dreams to get in the Champions League, right? The the dreams not to to you know what I mean to be distracted by this because. 
you know, I mean, this is this is this can be sometimes a bad distraction for for sides, but at the end of it, there's a there's a bigger award, and the bigger award yeah. is to win a European competition because okay. this is the second biggest European competition in in the world. So it's yeah, mm. just behind the Champions League, so it's, it's got to be important. Here's yeah. a question for you as well, though. Um, Arsenal on Friday were absolutely appalling. Like, they were dreadful. It's one of the worst performances I've seen all season from a Premier League side. That's not the sort of form you want going into a semi-final. But also, isn't the Villarreal manager their former manager? Arsenal's former manager. Um, yes, yeah, I just saw, I think it was Reese in the chat said that he's a bit of a, um, a Europa League specialist as well. So, yeah, he was manager of Seville, wasn't he? He's, he's manager of Seville when they won it a couple of times. I don't think any of those, like, whilst I think over two legs, I think most of those British sides should go through, most of them. I just wonder whether there's, in, in every game, there's almost like a little bit of a, like a storyline going on there, whether it's Hazard and Emery and, and United are so stop-start. Roma will have a point to prove. PSG versus Man City is just like, it. will PSG finally, you know, win the Champions League? Will Matt, Will Pep and Man City finally win the Champions League? There's so many little threads to the different ties. It's going to be a fascinating week of football. But uh, we wait, we still have one more question to discuss. And uh, I know Andy's going to enjoy this one, I think. Um, so, Gav, the question is, Jose Mourinho was sacked by Spurs <laughs> a week before a cup final. Did that effectively cost them any chance of winning the League Cup final before it kicked off? And uh, also, okay, any thoughts on, on the game generally? Uh, your 60 seconds starts now. To be honest, no, I don't think it um, made a difference because of... I think what made the difference um, the weekend was Harry Kane coming back, not being fully fit and firing how he was before he left. Um, if if the Harry Kane before he got injured was playing, I think it would have been a bit different game um, because to be honest, Man City controlled the game from especially in that first half. Um, second half, it was a bit more even. Um, but the chances what were missed on both, but obviously Man City created the more. So I think, um, I, I, to be honest, with, if Marina was still there, I don't think that it would have changed much because of all it was. It was I think Harry Kane was the main issue um, and not having a full fit Harry Kane um, into the one, especially against our defence, um, yeah, Man City's defence. I think that he could have done a lot of damage. Yeah. yeah. And that, yeah, two seconds left. That was perfectly timed. Um Andy Campbell, the same question to you, mate. 60 seconds on your way, son. Uh, I'm going to go yes, because um, I just think that the, you, you just never know. Um, you never know the, the outcome, what might have been, um, how different it would have been. Uh, I totally agree with what I've just said about um, tactics, team selection. I think Mourinho would have been a little bit stronger if players weren't fit, potentially wouldn't have played him. He might have put them on the bench and, and mixed things up a little bit. Um, I look at the squad, though, that Spurs have got um, and some of the players that have played, how disappointed they were after the game. And I think that shows their aspirations for me, that they're disappointed, but they need to go and progress their careers, in my opinion, to, to bigger and better things, to try and win things week in, week out. Man City, for me, dominated the game. Um, Man City were they were comfortable. They just they, they just didn't really look like they were going to get the goals at the right time to to really kill the game off. 
Um, the goal came at a perfect time for Man City, which absolutely ruined Tottenham's um, final 10-12 minutes. Uh, and they were never really going to get back into the game after that. They were very comfortable. I thought Phil Ford and is at a different level. I spoke earlier on about how good he was and for me, glides through games, makes, he always wants the ball and, and what about people being brave? Brave is being wanting the ball. Brave is wanting the ball and not just tackling. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's immense. I like him or not. Definitely, at this moment, Phil Fulton is superb. Yes, absolutely. Um, Donna says she thought Ryan Mason looked a bit lost, which I think you can't expect him to come in and be like a tactical genius in his first game in charge as cup final. But also, um, Gavin said he thought uh, Pep could have given Sergio Aguero a couple of minutes for a you know a finalist last game at Wembley for him. Um, do you think there's any room for that sort of sentiment in a cup final? Like, totally. I was thinking exactly the same thing because about that, the way the game was, and especially after we scored, I think he could have brought him on there because the way Ster- Sterling's is bang out of form at the moment, anything mm-hmm. he tries at the moment, it's not working for him. But so I think yeah, that could have been a swap there. It wouldn't, I don't think that would have made too much of a, a difference if, if that happened, to be honest. And it would have been. But then, but then, part part of me, part of me respects the manager even more for not doing it. You know what I mean? In a way that 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 he doesn't. He, he, the football club over sentiment. You know what I mean? That listen, Aguero's been amazing for that football club, and and, and he's going to be remembered forever for what he's done for that for that for that side and and that club. But. I agree with, with Gav. I think yesterday was it was an opportunity for uh, for Pep to get something out of Raheem again. Raheem's just not doing it for whatever reason. I'm not sure where he needs something to go in off his backside. He has he tired, uh, right? he, he's just on the he, he, Jesus on the bench. Who, who for me, I thought would have started anyway and still played in, the, in 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 that false nine position or you know I mean drifted out wide, but. I was desperate for Sterling to do well because I want England to do well in the Euros. I need him flying for England to do well in the Euros. They need him playing and playing well because you can't you can't have uh, the Rashfords. Do you think he needs a rest, though, mate? Um, because from, I, an, from an England point of view, mate, I think Rashford and Sterling, maybe one or two others, they desperately need a rest, mate. Because if you I think know, I agree. they basically uh, say, play back-to-back seasons, Rashford's yeah, needed a rest for six I months. Agree. I agree, but then you we're talking about footballers now who everyone's in the same boat. So it's so every other teams and countries are doing the same. You know, I mean, the Premier League's a different animal with games and the cups and and things. So we've got Euro twenty twenty coming up in the summer. Then we've got another season, and then I'm sure we've got the World Cup in Qatar in twenty twenty two. So which is going to be happening still? If I'm if the if the if the rumours are still happening, it's going to happen in November. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I, so we're, we're on about now footballers who aren't going to get a rest since 2019. You know what I mean? Because we've had mm. a season, then COVID. So they had a little bit of time off, but didn't get a break, a proper break, because they trained all the way through because the, the, the big leagues were, were happening. And then you've had back-to-back seasons. Then you're going to have a Euros. Then you're going to have another season. Then you're going to have a World Cup in between the season. And then you're going to finish the season. This isn't going to end well. Don't forget the Nations League final as well, mate. That's don't, right. Don't, don't start. Yeah. Don't start with that but one. With that, though, um, say Sterling, if you look at the last about month or so, Sterling hasn't really been starting the games anyway. He's been mostly on the bench and then playing the ones where, well, the cup games, basically. That's all he's, he's mm. basically started in recently. I think just before he, he, he was rested, so to speak, he, that's, he, was, he was flying and then it looked like he was getting back to that because I want him to be because there was a bit of argument saying if he's world class or not and it looked like he was heading that sort of way and then yeah. he's, he's just his confidence is just like he's just gone 
completely. He does seem like a very, um, a very confident-based player, though. Um, Raheem Sterling, like he seems to get affected when his form's bad. If anyone's going to get, get the results, when his form's good, if anyone's going to get the, the performance out, it's going to be Pep. Pep. Pep can get the best out of anybody. You know what I mean? But then, is he? Is it not? Is it not the individual? Is he looking at people like uh, Phil Foden and thinking, how, "How do I get like that?" You know what I mean? Him and him and Phil Foden are different players. Raheem Sterling's got the he's got the pace, he's got the trickery. You know what I mean? But Foden likes the balls in certain areas. He's technically better. You know what I mean? You put both yeah. them two players together, you have got the best player in the world. Both of them together, they they would be immense. But they're both different players. They could play together. But it's Pep having that. Um, he's got to believe in them both to play together. He started off doing it. He started off playing together, and then all of a sudden, like you said, he he, he sort of dropped Sterling because Mares came back. Mm. Yeah, leave so, that question. Leave that question well, on. I'll answer that question now. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's yeah. a good question. Are you making yeah. excuses for no. England's failure already? No, no. England will. England will get to minimum semi-final at least, if not final. Okay. Okay. I'm not sure where Wales will go. I'll, I'll I'm just going to make. Well, if we but, go on the previous Euros, we'll be all right. But um, Wales, well, Wales, I'm going to manage it, mate. So that's years. the least. Yeah, well, why are you making problems. excuses? What's happening with Ryan? <laughs> I don't need to make excuses, mate. Just happy to be there. He's a he's a he's a Zoom a young he's, vibrant he's, squad. Ryan's Ryan's a new Zoom, Zoom manager. manager. He's like a he's Zoom Zoom management. Yes, yeah. it's uh, it's going to be interesting, mate. I'll tell you that. But um, I got to say, Wales, are, yeah, Wales aren't expected to do anything if they get to the quarterfinals. Oh, yeah. What happens if we don't make it to do anything? Like, I mean, personally, I'd be happy if we get out of the group stage. That'd be that'd be success for me. But <laughs> you just warm up when it comes to actually the competition, so you never know. Yeah, like we got to the yeah, semi-finals exactly. the last time they played in it, so you just don't know. And they got like when you look at the Wales squad, like they've got a lot of individually good players. Who have shown they can play well together. It's just whether you can play well for that run of games at the right time. It's about timing more than anything. And I think, like, I totally agree. I totally for me, agree. What, what, I agree what, what with you. I think if England don't make the semi final, I would regard that as a failure, like, really, because I look at their squads to the other, the other Euros teams. Like, who's got a, who, which other nation in the Euros has got a, a Deeper um, squad like selection, squad of players to select from. Who've like you can go like six, seven strikers down, and you still have a good strike force. Like I don't think any other nation's got that depth, which England have got. Uh, well, I'd, 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 I'd probably, I'd probably put England on par with um, the French, the Belgians, the. But the even Portuguese. those teams, force is sort of on par, aren't you? So. But even those teams, if you go out with their, say, their first 16 or their first 20, their first choice squad, if you go outside of that, I don't think they've got the same depth. Whereas England, say you've got your first choice 20, if five of those players drop out, you can replace them with five other players who are at very least very good, if not as good or really, you know, really uh, sort of, up and coming, highly rated young players. It's just the, England's problem is that they don't seem to be able to collectively get it together when the tournaments come around. And you can blame the pressure the media puts on them, or you know whatever it may be. There's various reasons over the years, but 
ultimately, I don't think any European nation has the same depth which England has to select from. I, I think England have got the England have got the best opportunity this tournament with where it is, with the players they've got at their disposal, with the manager. Everything, everything at the minute is in their favour because uh, I don't see, you know, what I mean, I don't see the the the, the press get putting pressure on the players like they, like they have in the in the past. Oh, there he is, Mister Negative again. Um, <laughs> having um, having having the country. Listen, I, I'm, I'm a passionate English. I want England to do well. I want England to win every single game possible. But I'm also a realist. I'm not going to sit here and say England will win the will will, will win the Euros because I'd be happy with them semi final because I think and yeah. you've said it there, Si. If they don't get the quarterfinal, semi-final, it's it's they've underachieved because of the yeah. caliber of players they've got, like the golden generation with Beckham and um, and Steven Gerrard and Emil Heskey, Michael Owen, etc. You know what I mean? We're on about we're on about groups of players, but one time someone's going to get it right, and whichever manager and groups of players get it right, they're going to be absolute heroes like the guys in in '66, and rightly yeah. so. I think this one's yeah. a bit different because you you've got them um, players playing abroad, so you've got players who are used to different cultures and, and when it comes to tournament football, I think we were a bit naive and just I, we to one one league now we've got different leagues and different experiences coming to the group. So I think if he picks the right squad, yeah. A good balance, I think we've we've got a good chance and a very good chance. I also well, think as well, mind that England uh, the all the young players like your Foden's, your Raheem Sterling's, your Rashford's all these guys, they've grown up in the social media um, mm. era, if you like. Mm. So they're used to the that that sort of pressure now. Um, whereas I, I believe it's a different type of pressure to the pressure that the golden generation had on them. That was all the media. Whereas I think the pressure yeah. on players now is more from the, the the abuse they get on social media with a little bit of media. Yeah. And I think it's different. And I... I do think, but Craig makes a great point there. He says, if England win their group, they play the runner-up in France, Germany and Portugal's group. Like, they haven't got an easy run. You've got to beat them anyway, haven't you? You've got to beat them anyway. So for me, when you play them, you've still got to beat them. If they beat them, then the quarterfinals and semifinals are going to be easier. Yeah, absolutely, mate. But I think at the end of the day, when you get to a tournament, there's no easy games, is there? Because yeah, totally whether you play in France or you play in Northern totally Ireland or you play in Wales one, or one of the one smaller respect, nations on their day, they can beat anyone. One thing I respect from, from football fans who have got a passion for their country is every single Welsh fan who I've ever come across, by the way, supports their team and their country, regardless what team is picked, regardless who yeah. they're yeah. playing, they still expect them to win. England fans aren't like that. You know what I mean? Some yeah. English fans want England to lose, and I, I can't understand that. I really can't understand it. You know what I mean? For me, for me, I, I'm, I'm born and bred in England. I want England to win if they're playing the best team in the world or the worst team in the world. I'm not really that bothered if uh, performance levels. I don't, I don't get excited by watching England, but I still want them to win, and I'll still watch it because that's just the way I've been drummed into my dad. I watched all the games in uh, Italian 90. You know what I mean? Gutted when, um, when obviously we lost in, lost on penalties against Germany. You know what I mean? And, and it's just, it's given me that appetite. And, and that's why I fell in love with football. You know what I mean? Probably Mexico 86. You know, it's just, oh, yeah. this is where football came. It's where football oh, came. It's just, you know what I mean? And that's where that, I think people forget that. And people forget how passionate they should be about their own country. The country's got its downfalls, but it's got nothing to do with the football. You know what I mean? So support your, support your, support your country. Jesus. Society, isn't it? Yeah. Society. You we, don't yeah. talk society, can you? So, uh, Rob Boyle says your Euro shows are either going to be outstanding or unbearable. But in fairness, 
Um, <laughs> both the, the guests that we've got lined up to be uh, our pundits on those Euro shows going to be blockbuster viewing, mate. There's um, Sorry, what, few, one thing, one a couple thing in guess. there who do not hold back, mate. I'm thinking of those, uh, those two Welsh are... ones, which we discussed the other week. Who um, who asked that question? Who said that then? Uh, Rob Boyle. Is that Rob? Rob, listen, this is... I tell yeah, you he's very things. anti-English, he is, isn't he? One thing, one thing is going to be, it's going to be very honest, by the way, because if England are miss, uh, I'm, I'm playing very well, I'm not going to rub it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to tell us how, yeah. how it is because I want England yeah, to do it well. If they're not playing very well, if they get knocked out, I'll be I'll be giving me honesty. Same thing. Well, I'd love I'd love nothing more than England, Wales, I, I, I everybody doing well getting in the quarterfinals. I'd love everyone to do it. I'm just it is what it is. For me, it makes it a better competition. And if we can get some fans back in the, in the stadiums as well, it could be even better. By the way, it could be a, could be a could be a blockbuster. Spot on, mate. I can't wait. Can't wait for the Euros. It's gonna got some real good stuff planned. Um, it's going to be fun, mate. It's going to be a lot of fun. But um, enough about the Euros and the Premier League. We don't care about that. What we care about is Gavin Gordon. Gavin Gordon, what was your first footballing memory? It was, I think, to, just touched on it. Um, it was um, like just about 1986. 1986, yeah, the World Cup. Um, mm. Seeing that, it's just, it was the colours, the atmosphere... And um, I remember, is it Hugo Sanchez? Yeah. Overhead kicks. Yeah. That just straight away, that caught me. Mm. And um, yeah, from then on, um, yeah, like I said, I used to like, um, I was, especially in the, in, the, in the summer, I used to love it because the, the daylight and everything. So I used to just go out. Now I understand why people would get a bit of annoyed because I'm, I'm a house owner now. So um, I used to paint goals in the corner of some, on, the, on the wall. Yeah, I'd be constantly just kicking or banging or whatever. So imagine sitting there, come back from work, and all you can hear is boom, boom, boom on the wall. But that's what we used to do. We used to just go out and play. But from the, I think it was I, yeah, that World Cup definitely caught my attention. And, and do, do you know what's interesting that side because I, I, and I, I I don't know why, but I I can't really remember Gary Lineker before that World Cup. You know what I mean? I, I remember him from the, from the World Cup because he's got his hat trick. He, you know what I mean? It was the size of the goals for me. I remember how big the goals looked and how, how how good the nets were. It was obviously a square goals. Everything in Mexico City looked amazing, and um, obviously Maradona. You know what I mean? And and everything about that World Cup just oozed class. Like Gav, like Gav just said there about the colours and um, and you know what? It, it, it makes for me the World Cup special because. Everything about it, all everyone's passionate about it. Everyone wants to, everyone wants to win. We always get some kind of talking points about it. If that's hat tricks, overhead kicks, handballs, world class goals, players, victories, underdogs, and that's why we fall in love with football. And and, and Gav's right, it's just a, it's just, it's such a, a pivotal part having a memory, which is such such as big as that. It's, it's amazing. I think we have been talking about the goals. I I remember um, getting like in. We had two lounges sort of thing. So we went into the second one and I remember getting sheets, sticks, um, mop, whatever, and making a goal and then making it a big goal because of the goals I've seen and I get, yeah, yeah. getting a little ball with um, making out of socks and then playing and scoring the goals and just trying to copy it. Yeah. No. I just couldn't, the thing is, all, why is it that those goals look 
bigger than everyone else's, you know. That I, well, I, I, I always, it, yeah. yeah, I always, yeah. I always yeah. in the new camp as well. The new camp always always look bigger. I don't, is that why Barcelona always used to win stuff? Is that why England didn't win the World Cup because the the, the goalkeeper was small and everyone else's was bigger? It, just, yeah. it, it was loads. Of, uh, there's my excuse straight away. But no, it was uh, <laughs> another one. It was uh, yeah. It was it was just yeah. It was it just looked really good. And I don't know if that was intentional or if that was just a norm in South America at the time. But it was. I think other countries and teams, club teams, international teams, have followed suit very quickly. Yeah. Um, I got a newfound respect for my old neighbours when I was a kid, and I used to smash the ball against their fence, and they used to hate, like, hate me and look out their window and knock on their window, and I never used to understand it. I always used to sort of think, well, oh, you know, just a kid having fun. Now I'm sort of an adult, and that, and coming up to forty, I'm like. Yeah, I know exactly what they were thinking. Grumpy man, because, we? Yeah, yeah, just a grumpy old man. Huh? So the, what were you doing? Yeah. Go play somewhere. Yeah, go play somewhere else. <laughs> no, obviously, my dad, my dad religiously watches this show, and um, and and our old house when we were um, when we were growing up. Same thing, Gav. We used to use the garage doors as um, as the goal, and uh, the noise it used to make. So we uh, we invested in uh, one of those sponge balls. You know what I mean? Just to try and keep the noise down. But obviously, the weather got a bit obviously a bit 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 bad in the northeast as it as it does so the ball gets heavier which the ball gets wet and you know what i mean that makes more noise makes marks so you know what i mean it was oh, there was there was hell on you know what i mean it was neighbors weren't happy mum and dad weren't happy so it was yeah it was uh it was getting it from both barrels in the end but worked out all right in the end i think yeah, no, i wouldn't be complaining we've got a couple of uh, really good questions in the chat um which have been accumulating so i want to get into some of those um donna perry asked uh Gav, Andy, what do you think of the so Premier League and the social media ban from the, I think it's the 30th, isn't it? Um, obviously mm. started with Thierry Henry yeah, saying he was going to use social media. But it is good. We said, I think we did say on one of the previous shows and, you know, mm-hmm. the Premier League needs to do it well, as a whole. Yeah, five clubs, five clubs did it, didn't they? Five clubs did it on their own for that Saturday, so they didn't uh, report on the games. Now all the organisations have done it, and now all clubs and 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 big players and individuals are doing it. So I think for me, it needed to happen. I I, I think the um, certain certain things what 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 the Premier League's been trying out and the world of football's been trying out they had an effect for a certain amount of time, but then it ran out of legs a little bit in terms of uh, people were doing it for just for the sake of doing it, and they dragged it out dragged it out a little bit when it's trying different initiatives. It's got to be relevant, hasn't it? It's got to be relevant for what they're doing at the minute. And social media is rife. And social media is so powerful um, in the world. Um, and if people can use their power for good and for better, then I'm all for it. You know what I mean? And um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, obviously, a way around it. I've seen there's a few settings on social media now that if you, you put a tweet out there or you put a post on Instagram, that some people can't comment. They can only like or just see it. And I like that. I really do because then it saves all those negative comments. It saves those comments, obviously the the, the racial comments and, and other slurs and things. And I think that 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 saves um, that kind of abuse. But then on the other hand, these kind of sports people, players who enjoy interacting with fans, can't do it. You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's chicken and egg sometimes, isn't it? That you that you that you can't between a rock and a hard place. That some players who want to interact with people aren't allowed because of some idiots who are ruining it for yeah. everybody else, and it's such a shame. Because for me, you've got to protect these young people. Because what goes with social media? You said earlier on that these players are brought up with it, but they're brought up with it for the right reasons. They don't want to be brought up with the negative as well. Because I know we've spoken about our families, and obviously, Gab's got two. I'll say young kids, not young kids, but kids who are going to use social media. 
Gav, Gav, Gav educates his children the, the, the way that he wants them educated. That's what other parents should be doing. So they don't, you know what I mean? It's just it's wrong. The whole thing's just just, just, just wrong. It shouldn't, shouldn't have to happen, but it needs to happen. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Cause, but it showed like, recently as well, if, if everyone comes together and everyone wants to make a difference, it can happen. Just like the, Spot on. the Super League. So, yeah, that it definitely needed um, dealing with. It just needs to have the passion to deal with it. So it's all right saying stuff, and it's all right going, yeah, yeah, we're going to do it, and starting a process and then letting it run and then not really following it through. If you want to make it follow through, you have to then follow it through. So once they've had this ban, hopefully they've got steps to then take on take on board. And like like Andy was saying, yeah, if, if you've got, like, not being able to make a comment might, might be a good thing. If it's just about liking and um, um, whatnot, if you, if you like the comment what was made, probably might be a bit better thing rather than, especially at the moment, while people are jumping on the bandwagon to make a racial comment, make a anti-Semitic, whatever, whatever the comment is, a, a disparity one. So, yeah, I think that as long as they've got a, a plan to then follow it through with once mm. the ban is finished, then I think it'd be a good thing. Yeah, 100%. It's, um, it's one of those, isn't it? Like, you, it shouldn't have to be uh, an option. It shouldn't have to be uh, a thing. And like with the Super League last week, what it showed is that the government, the football authorities, football clubs, football fans as a whole can all come together and sort stuff out and get things done. So if that's the case, why are we still accepting pitiful fines and bans from UEFA for various different things? And why are we still accepting footballers being racially abused on social media and all the homophobic abuse and you know all the different um, things which we see on an almost daily basis? Like it was shown how where uh, one impact those groups of people which I just mentioned can have. So now it's time to put those that influence to good use and change things, whether it's social media or whether it's. Uh, how racism and, and abuse is dealt with within the game, I think. But um... I, I just think the football family as well, Sai and Gav. I think the football family showed, Gav said that about the Super League, you know what I mean, that everyone came together. Fans have a responsibility at a football club, you know what I mean? And their responsibility togetherness. So if they see one of their players on social media getting abused, they can do something about it as well, you know what I mean? Not only, only in terms of comments and things, but stick up for the person. It's, it's, about, it's about feel good instead of people screenshotting it and putting it back out there so you're reading the same rubbish all and all, all, all over you know what I mean I can't put myself in that position because I can't understand to think of uh, of what it can do to somebody because you know I mean, it, it doesn't involve me but I just can't stand the fact that other people don't stick up for them you know what I mean and, and, yeah. and, and fight and fight people's corner because yeah. I would yeah. you know what yeah. I mean I, I, I'd, be dist- I'd be distraught if I was playing at Cardiff C or Lincoln C and I was Playing with Gav and, and some, I, I would I would bend over backwards to make sure he was supported. The fans mm. I would expect to do the same thing. The club and, and everyone pushing in the same direction. And I think sometimes in this process, I think we've got a little little bit lost. And you know what I mean. Whereas now, I think the togetherness is going to be pushed in the right direction because there's people spearheading this, and I think it's a right thing to do at, the, at this moment. You have to agree with you definitely with the self policing. Um, I think that that should be an. Uh, a given anyway. Um, if people see something disparaging in, in one of your fans saying against one of your own players, then you, you, you surely you've got to be saying something. Go, oh, that's 
that's not right. You need to stop that. Or you can't just let that one go. Like you say, taking a selfie just and saying, look, look what this person said. Well, no, that's not mm. really stopping it because you're just highlighting the issue again. Yes. Have a go at the person who's then I go, right, no, that's not enough. You can't, we don't want you on here saying stuff like that, surely, as a human yeah. being. Well, it's, 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 just, it's just the eth- ethic, ethical right thing to do, isn't it? You know what I mean? That you, yeah. you've got, um, you know what I mean? Do, do people put these comments there because they want the abuse back because then they get loads of interaction with people because they don't have I think, yeah, I think it's stupid on the bad one, isn't it? I think it is. And then, and and that's what that's what's wrong about the society. It's wrong about the world. It's wrong about and it's not yeah. football. It's got nothing to do with football. Football's no, just no. it's it's irrelevant. These people for me, are they fans of this team? Probably not. You know what I mean? But it's 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 irrelevant. You know what I mean? If they're an Arsenal fan and they're saying it to a Man United player or vice versa, it's wrong on so many levels. But it's got to be dealt with. You know what I mean? And it's got to be dealt with in the right, per, right place, but by the right people. And for me. Yeah. Every every account should be verified in terms with this your your account. And if you get if you do something which is yeah. against the law, um, yeah, yeah. then you deal with it. And that's the same okay, as if, you, if my kids if my kids did something, then you, 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 it's a consequence of goes goes with it for me. Yeah, hundred percent. And just to finish on that subject, Reese David Evans put a comment. He said, um, "Social media could have been something great, and yet it's full of women selling diet stuff aimed at kids, people sending racist uh, abuse." And people telling you you aren't right unless you look like them, uh, the whole thing is a disgrace. And I think that's it, isn't it? Like social media could be something that's really special and and amazing, and it's just kind of. But it is though, isn't it? It, it, of hate. But it is though, isn't it? Because you know, I mean, we've all got we've all got people who watch this show. We've all got people who who like what we've achieved in football, for example, Gav, that people want to see pictures of all photos of, of, of what you've achieved and, 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 and you playing the game. So why should, why should we not be able to give them back? Why shouldn't families be able yeah. to see? It's, it's, a, it's a way of interacting with family members. You know what I mean? Like my mum's my biggest follower on Instagram. She comments on all my photos. She does, you know what I mean? On all my posts on Twitter. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's an option for them to see photos, which you don't send to people because you don't have time to see. And it's, you want memories as well. It's it's such a shame that you can't be a, a normal person on social media. Because actually, you're scared of the backlash and you're scared of you're scared of what people other people are going to say say about it. And you know, I mean, you shouldn't have to have that um, belief of I've got skin like a rhino and I don't care because I say that and then people have a negative comment like you and you you try not to bite. But nine times out of ten, I I do have a little grumble and I do have a little bite back and it and then I, I regret doing it and then I'm I'm having a, a little argument with myself and it's 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 difficult it's hard it's really hard i think early on especially when social media first come out and stuff like that i think i put um a comment about a picture or, or something like that and um i think i got one negative comment about it and stuff like that. but from then on especially with i make sure that i haven't put my children on there mm. early on. i've made sure from yeah, that because yeah. I, I know how just by looking at it from afar, I'm just going, yeah, if I put, I don't want any comment on them at all. So if I don't put them out there, then there shouldn't be any any comments made about them. Um, yeah, but yeah. now they're old enough, they're on their own social media all the time. And I can see all the, like, like the, like the last, that comment last said, the adverts what are targeted at children. It's, it's, it's shocking. It's but sir, this is this is a danger for me. You know what I mean? I'm working in the school. For me, that uh, yes, you're not supposed to have Facebook till what 11, 12 year old, or Instagram, or Twitter, or whatever, Snapchat, and yeah, exactly. So for me, let's let's live in the real world. 
let's educate them in primary school and tell them the dangers because yeah. it might scare them off for one or it might teach them how to use it properly and yeah. for me I'd rather them use it properly because if they use it properly and instead of having this um, this stigma of oh, I've got 2,000 followers well how many of those 2,000 followers do you know? Yeah. I know 25 of them well you don't need 2,000 followers then get rid of 1,975 and keep the 25. <laughs> Quick maths. Do you know what I mean? That's just yeah. good, good yeah. maths as well, by the way, straight away there. Yeah. I think about it. Anyway. No, I think, yeah, I think that, that is definitely self, yeah. If, as long as you can tell them that, what the rights and wrongs at an early age and that there's consequences if you do certain things on there, Yeah, that's the only time it'll start getting better because once you keep Drip drilling it into the younger ones, and then they're the ones who are going to be on it more often than not. So, but Gav, on that you ever, do you, do you, did you ever? Sorry, Sai. Go on, mate. Go on. Um, I, no, was, I was going to say, say Gav, I was did you say, ever? You... <laughs> 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 right, I'm the going. Right, I'm fine now. Go on. Go on, I'll have a drink. Gav, um, did you ever suffer any racial abuse when you were playing, like in grounds and stuff? Um, do, do, I, one as in the change in the changing rooms and the other one was at our ground. The first one was um when I was at Hull actually when I was a young lad. Um it was a comment made by one of our players about another a black player who was doing quite well at the time and it was half time and he went, Well some someone someone said, Well someone just kicked that yeah. I'm only what, sixteen at the time? I'm like, Right, okay. But I'm new to it, so I'm like, right. But before I said it, he went, well, not about you, but yeah. carried on. So it's that that was the one. You never really, you sort of expected it the way football was back then mm. and how fans were. The second time was I was on a pitch, um, I was playing for Lincoln against Swansea just before I signed for Cardiff, actually. And um because like the old vets, you was down, wasn't it? The stands are down, mm. so I'm just waiting for a throw to come on, and then there's a little little boy about must be six seven, going doing monkey actions, but he had his dad and family behind him. We were just laughing, so I lost him. I just went, I shut my head, and then it went off. But at them times, it weren't like a thing to report or say. You went to change and go. Did you, this such and such happened, blah blah, but it wasn't a thing to then follow forward. Yeah, like now. So yeah, what that's sort of, what sort of years would that have been? Like early early nineties, was it? Yeah, no, yeah, late nineties. So it'd be like ninety nine. Yeah, first one was seventy ninety six. The first one, but the second one was yeah ninety um, ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine. Well, my my question there was going to be about social media, and do you regret that it wasn't around when you played? But then after listening to those comments, I wish it was around. Because I tell you what, I'd I'd love those kids to have some repercussions of when they're older, for example. You know what I mean? That that those kind of videos. Because you do something wrong at the wrong time in a football ground, you do some kind of actions, you start shouting at the wrong people and and saying these kind of wrong things, and you get prosecuted for football. It stays with yeah. you for the rest of your life. And for me, the consequences side and gap, they've got to stay with you for the rest of your life. And you've got to understand that. When you go for a job interview, that that's on your record. You know what I mean? Because you made a mistake. You, you you've chose to make that mistake. You don't. You're not doing it out of fun. You're not doing it. You're doing it to be horrible to somebody else and be. Um, and I just think, listen, it absolutely riles me, as you can probably see. Um, I just don't. So, um, I just don't see the positive from it whatsoever. 
got a couple of uh, follow-up comments just to what Gavin was just said. Uh, Craig says he thinks the the second guest we've had on who, uh, as he said, he experienced racial comments in the changing room. And I think I, I when you were saying it, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I, someone else said something similar. Um, and also, Reese says, um, uh, Gav, how did your teammates react to stuff like that? Because he said, whenever I've played football, if someone said anything to one of my teammates playing football, usually two or three of us would sort of target them and there'd be tackles and you know it would get quite nasty obviously it's different when it's the fans but do you you know do you when you're telling your teammates about stuff like that is there a kind of a like a reaction or a no I, I, I like say at that time it, it wasn't a thing really we followed through you just um laughed sort of laughed mm. it off in a way um it didn't really affect me it, it affected me more to play better than to hide and coward or whatever it was just disappointing to see the reactions of the parents because yeah it, it's not really the, the child the child isn't born like born straight away doing things like that and thinking that way when you go into like nurseries and stuff you see kids playing with everybody hmm. until like say a parent or an adult gets involved and says well i don't want you playing with him because of and yeah. explains the color then that's where the issue arises so it's more disappointed with the parents and it's with that it was it, it's it's the general it's a generational thing just like where i'm based now i'm in in lincolnshire there's I, when i first come here there, there weren't many people of color here at all black people asian anybody so it, it's, a, it's a just generation and as it comes and as the more people arrive or, or more people mix it, it gets better but you still can't change people of a generation. You can try and help them think better and stuff, but if they're set in their ways, unfortunately, it's hard to change. But yeah, but then this generation attitude is is still carrying on, isn't it? Because you're still getting younger people now, still making the same mistakes. Oh, but now they're not, now they're not doing it to people's faces like they used to back in the day. When you what you're talking about, Gav, they're now doing it through social media, through through a, through a different platform. And somebody said it in the group chat. Um, it might have been Rob or somebody else about being a keyboard warrior and doing it and doing it that way. And that's oh, on, you know, because people, yeah. Yeah. Is it Ian? Sorry, Ian. Um, that people um, hide behind a false name or a or whatever uh, or a fake yeah. account and really? do and and send horrible comments and 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 messages to people and they get away with it because nobody can ever trace those things through a um uh, you know what i mean so and I'm, I'm not i'm not backing anybody or back in the day at least you can deal with it yourself with a you know I mean? like, like an adult you know what i mean yes you were 16 year old you know what i mean so it's it's hard to deal with something at 16 year old when you hear it for the first time and and you probably look back and think how you would deal with things differently now back then or you would tell your yeah. kids to deal with something now the way yeah. that you've handled it through in your life is is two different things, and you know what I mean. Because nobody wants to have to go through that. Nobody wants to see it. Nobody wants to, you know what I mean. Because, like you say, Gabby, there's, there's there's parents there who um, they have an obligation to um, to keep people safe, and that's um, and that's physically and mentally. You know what I mean. Regardless of mental health back in the day, which wasn't as common, well, it was, but it wasn't as uh, fruitful, and, and 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 it wasn't mentioned as much. But it was still going on. And all these comments are still get into your skin. They still hurt you. They still harm you. They still bother you. They still upset you. But you just weren't allowed to tell anybody because people saw it as a as a weakness. Unfortunately, you know what I mean. But now it's it's not a weakness. It's it's people don't want their feelings hurt, and they want people to understand that that you're just a, a normal human being like everybody else. I don't get it. I just don't like it. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Um, so, Gav, obviously we we mentioned uh, earlier on the Cardiff and Leeds game when uh, we did the Magnificent Seven. Uh, obviously, you played in that, and I saw a couple of comments early on in the show from the chat about you flattening uh, Rio Ferdinand. Like, what was that game like to play in? Like, obviously, it's been replayed hundreds of times over the year, uh, over the years since, and uh, it looks hostile. And those of us who were there will have seen it and stuff like that. Um, it was quite the atmosphere, but like, what was that like for you as a player to be in the middle of it all? No, I'd say night, night games under the footlights, bit drizzle in the air are always great for me. I, I used to love the atmosphere in night games. For some reason, it used to bring out the fans and, and like more passion and everything. No, it was good, but um, that one. Like I say, with the cameras there as well, and then, then you had the Sam walking around doing his his wave, and then that was just making them even more excited, and they're getting a big club here, top of the league at the time, Premier League, and um, yeah, we're, we're, it's when we're warming up, and every time we went to each side, as in running, there were the, the cheers, and you never heard that before. You're like, wow, this is this is totally a different. A, different league now this is a different game but when the game actually started it was funny because um just before um Hart threw the ball to Rio and I, I I was always taught to get the ball but if the man's in there as well take everything so that's how I've always learned how to tackle and and so that's what I did but with that just to, like I say a throw before someone threw a small whiskey bottle mm-hmm. And it just went past Hart's head. And you could see him look down, see it and go, and just sink. So from that point on, I think we, we had them, basically, yeah. because some of the players did not want to be there at all. Well, there was a... In the pitch, they didn't want to go off it to throw or anything. That's why he got the ball and just did it quite in between. So even when I've hit him, um, Rio's bundled off somewhere and then he's rolling on the floor. Then he's gone... Heart, hearty, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Well, it was a poor throw. And yeah. it was, he had to go for it. And then, but yeah, unfortunately, he didn't last there, was, um, there was a Leeds player who refused to warm up, uh, who was on the bench as well. He was, was asked there? to warm up before he came on, and uh, he just, yeah, he wasn't having it at all. It's, um, <laughs> it was one of them. It's a very, one of those memorable, memorable games. And I'm kind of interested, like, with that, like obviously the the atmosphere was hostile within the ground and the fans and everything and you know the fans were bang up for it the players were bang up for it but was there was there like a bit of needle between the players as the game progressed as well or did the lead, like it seemed as if the Leeds players predominantly at least kind of froze a little bit on the day did you no, guys was, feel that or was there a bit of needle there or was it no I think um, you could see that they. They weren't the same. I think the only bit of um, someone was saying anything was, um, was it Smith? Alan Smith? Mm. Was it, I don't know, he was talking to, was it Leggy he was talking to? Or, I yeah, I think it was, yeah. But that's the only player who actually said anything. I didn't hear much from Viduka, Fowler, literally, they, they just, you can see that the, well, Woodgate didn't say a word, but I think he was probably the best play, opposition player just for the reading of the game and everything like yeah. that. But he didn't he didn't say a word. He didn't it weren't like one of them aggressive ones. Who came on? Was it Paul Williams? No. Oh, yeah. 
I'll have a look now. I'll find out. Gav, I, I want to know about the preparation as well, though. You know what I mean? So, did yeah. it, was it was it just like a normal game? Was it was it was it built up to be? You know what I mean? So obviously, the, the, the hatred between the fans was was something special. Yeah. Obviously, it was an FA Cup game. You were playing against, in my opinion, at the time, they were the best of the best. They were top of the Premier League. They they were doing well in Europe. You know what I mean? They that they, they had such a good season. They'd spent loads of money. They, they had the the what the, the most expensive defender um, in world history. You know what I mean? Playing against so. As players, as an individual, for you, how did you prepare for the game? Was it was it was it was it normal or was it extra special? No, that one was um, pretty normal. It's always a bit of excitement when you like say when you're in front of the cameras because at that time we weren't that regular, and so once you you had them and then um, they were top of the league and the players, like you said, the the money what was invested in that squad. But me, as I just before the game, no, it was everything was pretty much the same. I was quite re- relaxed with it, and I think we knew the side the day before. Um, so, but yeah, it was no, no nothing different. It was pretty much a relaxed atmosphere because was it Corky? It was always been like that anyway. Yeah, we just literally just went, just win, get out there and win. Did Sam and Man speak to you before yeah, the game? Do it, and that was it. So. And that's what we did. Um, did Sam come in the changing room before the Stephen game? Mc, Stephen McPhail was on the bench that day for Leeds. Didn't get, didn't come on. No, right. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I, I think he came in as a little. I think he came in briefly. He didn't say too much. No, no, with Sam, but he just he knew how to get the atmosphere. He knew how to. He's a showman, isn't he? So yeah, he's, he's selling. He's selling Cardiff at the same time as. About selling and promoting Cardiff, and that's what he did, and and we helped him by winning the game, basically. So. Yeah. Yeah, you just mentioned there, Gav, about uh, about about Corky and about about that's what he does and that's what he is. How disappointed were you that um, that Corky lost his job? Um, obviously, a week. What was it? A week later, the following following weekend, when he got beat by Wigan four 0 <laughs> Yeah, no. I, obviously, I'm, I was sad with that. Um, because then they they brought me in and it was just the way because it's it was new. I don't how long I don't think it was been in the game that long. Was there as manager? Was that his first or was it? Uh, yeah, he hadn't. Uh, yeah, as long, as I think it was his, that was his first season, wasn't it? You know what I mean? Because yeah. uh, I I'd, I'd spoke to him because I spoke to him after the Leeds game. Um, yeah, and uh, I was in talks with him before they played Wigan, uh, and I was going to go down the Wigan game, but something happened that I wasn't allowed, um, and obviously they got beat four 0 and. I heard after the game that he got the sack, and I was a little bit like, "Oh Jesus, that's just sods well that you got you go and beat get beat you you beat Leeds one week, you go and get beat four 0 yeah. the following week." It, as players, how do you how do you comprehend what's just happened? Because you've just had an amazing week, you've had celebrations, you've done this, you've done that, and then that's yeah. what that's what happens. And I think exactly that's exactly what it was because when you do have a such a high, it's hard to drop and then get yourself back up. Y- yes, it's not intentional. You, you do try every time you go out on the pitch. You, you try your hardest. It's just it was a totally different atmosphere, and it was a little plateau. And unfortunately for Corky, um, yeah, we, yeah, we, we paid with it, didn't he? But um, no, just the way he, he spoke to you because you spoke to him as well, didn't you? It, yeah, it was just I liked it because it it was very blunt. <laughs> it wasn't really in depth. It was right. You get the ball, you give it to him. Yeah, give him the ball, cross it. Yeah. Well, 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 it's, 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 it's funny you say that because when I when I spoke to him, he was telling me um, how how he saw me 
coming into the football club basically it was and when you when you talk about tactics and things it wasn't tactics it was basically um play play up front with he spoke about you and he spoke about uh, he spoke about leo uh, and he spoke about flick-ons and he spoke about pace and i thought this is my kind of manager because i'm yeah. talking about i'm talking about playing to my strengths i'm not on about yeah. holding the ball up and playing in behind and, and doing all this stuff i'm i'm on about the the the, the kind of football that um i wanted to help fulfill my potential um and the players that it would help me do that and the two players I've just mentioned, obviously you and Leo, were were two players who had a had a, had a big influence on the way that I played because it stopped the the, the stuff that I couldn't do, um, the stuff that I didn't like to do, um, and but he knew that as a footballer he knew that because every footballer has limitations, right? And uh, and obviously Corky with the career that he had as a player, he had his limitations as well as a player, but he obviously got the best out of what he had and with the crazy gang and with all that, you know what I mean? Sometimes you can do a lot with togetherness and I believe that's what happened with us a lot at Cardiff City. That's what happened with the, with the cup final. But I know we just spoke about their side about, um, about the Wigan game, but Gavel agree with me here. You know what I mean? One week, the Cardiff City Football Club players, staff, team have played in front of Ninian Park, Sky Cameras, yeah. sellout, hostile atmosphere. You go to the JJB, I'm not being, I'm not being, I'm not over-exaggerating here. It is mm-hmm. the worst atmosphere I've ever witnessed Playing it was like a football game. It's a reserve. Like it's a reserve fans, game. There's no, there's no singing. There's yeah. no. Even when they score the teams, the, 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 the fans don't even seem to cheer. It's it's a, it's a rugby league. It's a rugby league. It's a rugby league stadium. Didn't they have that awful mm. goal music as well? Yeah. Well, that, that, that's the only that's the only uh, that's the only excitement you get. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's it, it, the, the, the instead of opening one stand and, and, and having a sellout on one stand, they had a, yeah. a few people spotted here there and everywhere, and it looks horrific. There's hardly any people there. I remember when they got promoted. Um, the other one, the league, when they had um, uh, the Duke, they had Ellington up front, uh, McCulloch yeah. up front, used to score yeah. goals for fun. Leighton Baines played. Um, they had a really good side. Uh, I know Will Carroll was still there, I think. Yeah, the top key. of the league, top yeah. of the league, doing really well. And they couldn't even sell out, you know what I mean? So it, it, yeah. it just showed that it was a rugby town um, and rugby was there. Was it was yeah. it was it was what over over did that that, that ground and listen, lovely place to, to go and play and to get changed. It felt like a proper player, but atmosphere wise, yeah, it was. Disastrous. Yeah. Disastrous, and that's and that's exactly what it was. As soon as you come from such a high to that, it's like, like the Lord well, Mayor showing it. Yeah, it's hard. It's difficult for players, and I'm not making excuses here, by the way, because people will think it's just another game. But it's it's so hard to to raise your standards right back up here when you when you when you've done it against Premier League players, international footballers, full crowd. You know what I mean? There's so many distractions from one game to the next, and then you've you've you're adrenaline. You know what I mean? To bring it back down to try and go again and. Um, sharpness, it's yeah, it's, it's it's really difficult. And then when you obviously you, you take a heavy defeat, and then manager loses his job, and another manager who's already within the place, obviously Lenny was director of football, I believe at the time as well. So it's, yeah. you know what I mean? Was that he came? In, didn't he? he came. Yeah. yeah. But with that, that though, was that was that's what I think. That's what the Cardiff were were basing their strategy on, as in getting the players for each di- different position. So you do your this job. So I want them to go down. The, so I need a couple of wingers, and I want someone to flip the ball on for someone running in behind. So I want that one, and I want that one. And he, he needs cover as well. So I need two of them. I need two of them. And that's how they just. If you looked at the squad, which I did some research before, and and that's what they basically based it on, just buying getting players for the right positions, and it, obviously it worked, didn't it? So. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I want to go back a little bit, Gav, because. Um... Obviously, I'd, I'd read a story um, about how you came to sign for Cardiff City. And obviously, you know what I mean? Sometimes, unless you hear from the horse's mouth, I, I, I would love to know the truth. Obviously, you, you played against Cardiff for Lincoln. You scored. 
I believe he's got two, unless, I'm, unless I was given the wrong information. Um, no, cheers, was, it, was, it, was, was an agreement put in place that you were going to sign for Cardiff City after that game? No. Well, not, well not, no one told me that. Um, what I heard well, after the game, um, that they were looking at a striker, but they were looking at um, my the part about someone who played with it was Tony Battersby. Right, okay. That's what I heard they were looking at as um, first. Whether I was down the list in that, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. But that's who I heard. And then once I did what I did, and like I said, cheers, Jordan. But yeah, we, once that happened, Let's say, as a player, I had no—I didn't hear anything until it was about two weeks later, and then I—I I got called into the office because it was Phil Stant, who was um, the manager then now, and then and he just explained that right, Cardiff's coming for the decision, and that was the first time I've heard anything. So, as a player, I didn't hear anything else at all. Interesting. The thing is, though, it, it, it sometimes games define moments, don't they? You know, I mean, in, in careers and things. And when you go into a game, you know, I mean, you, you hear about clubs looking for um, for players and things. But it's the last thing on your mind, isn't it? When you're going into a game as a centre forward, that if I score against if I score against Cardiff City, they might want to sign me. It's just you, you play for your football club and you do your best for your football club and, and just you just want to score as many goals as you can. If if you get a move, then it's it's bonus. It's 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 fantastic. But you know, what I mean, the goals yeah, you're scoring. Yeah, but that, with me, that, that's, yeah, that's just how I was. I didn't. Um, I, I'm still. I'm like that. I don't really go in depth, and I don't overanalyze anything. I, I just well, once when I played, I just also making sure that I was sort of right enough to play the game. And once I played the game, I just let the game go. And if you're doing well, you're doing well. You're not. You just try hard to try and impact the game. So. Yeah, I, I never. Maybe that's the reason because I'm I'm sort of a. I was very shy when I, when I first started, and then I've gradually got a bit better. So I never really spoke with or tried to, like, say nosy in and trying to in depth in, in in like the backroom staff and everything like that. Maybe that's the reason why I probably didn't get further or carry on a bit longer. I don't know, but I was just never like that. All I wanted to do is play football, which I managed to. To do, and if I believe that if you, you you play your game, if you've got the quality, and if you're in the sort of in the right place at the right time with most of that football, with most of football, if someone sees you in the right game at the right time, then yeah, you get. Uh, listen, yeah. I, I, I listen. That, that, that's that's great, honestly. By the way, that's, that's fantastic. We got loads of questions in the group chat. By the way, I just want to ask one more question. We'll follow on what you just said because I can't I can't let it go. Um, is that a regret then, Gav? What you've just said there about um, about not being probably closer to the coaching staff and things, and you might have, might have played further. Is that something then that if you could change anything in your career, would change again? Are you are you happy and comfortable the way that you did it? Because for me, things happen for a reason, and you know what I mean. You you, you live your life, or you play your you play your career, you play your games in a certain way, and at the time you do things for the reasons that you believe are the right reasons. So you know what I mean. But is there any regrets now that now you're packed in that you that you would would have changed things? Yeah, no, it's just um, it's just mentality. As in, um, I would say pushing yourself a bit more, so to speak. I am, um, but it's just my character, and it, it is my character. Um, I, I I know how to deal with it a bit more 
but that's through age and that's through its experiences um child everything that's what makes you the way you are now so it may be if i'd been experiences a, a little bit earlier maybe that would have helped my football career progress a bit better yeah. um so, so you always speak to fans i always spoke to fans and I, and most of them were saying well if you just did this if you just did and i understand what they were saying but with me it was once i started to get a run going or getting in there it was either an, an injury or something would happen so unless you you come just like with Sterling, like we were talking about Sterling before confidence player exactly yeah. what i was so if i felt confident in my body and i felt fit let's play soon as i felt a niggle or so as i felt something not quite right it was sort of there you you try and forget about it play your game but it was there and that's i needed to be stronger mentally to try and take that away if that makes sense if if i could separate that a bit better who knows it could have been a bit but also though on on, on that point because me and Sai have spoke about it Sai haven't we about um about now within a football club there's more um sports scientists there's more medical department people who are there to do that job so they're there to tell you um to not worry about this to that you are fit you know what i mean that, that niggles you know, it'll clear up you know what i mean whereas listen i don't think i ever i ever played a game where you were 100 yeah. percent. sometimes you, you're lucky if you're 70 percent, and you just played because you didn't want to lose your place and it was so yeah. and then and then you pick up a serious injury or a, or a bad injury uh, which keeps you out weeks months whatever um, and it's just yeah, then you regret is should I have played? Would I have got injured if I if I left it a week or ten days or not played? But then someone else could have taken my place. And you know there wasn't there wasn't a case of getting rested. It was it was a case of you get dropped back then. It wasn't it wasn't a, it wasn't a rotation basis. It was it was if you played you you were you were in the team. If you didn't play you were dropped. It was just I like I made the list of like some some of the strikers. It was like so you you obviously Leo um Dave, Kev Nugent um. Um, Kurt Nogan, Brassy, um, Jason yeah. Bowen, Ernie, Peter Thorne, Alan Lee. Mm. Well, I'm Brassy now because Brassy, Brassy still plays up uh, Newcastle, plays for, right. um, I think he's uh, Newcastle Benfield, so what, step step seven or eight um, player manager. Scored in 30, 35 goals a season yeah. and he's done it for the last what, seven, seven, seven or eight seasons, you know what I mean? So yeah. 41, 42 year old, it's ridiculous, mm. it's outrageous. For someone to be able to still be able to do it, it's just, you yeah. know, hats off to him because it's it's not easy being a manager, you know what I mean? No. To be able to put your reputation on the line still to score your goals, to, to you know what I mean? It's saving him, yeah, it's saving him up, quite yeah. a lot. It's saving him loads of money, by the way, on his budget, which yeah. is great. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So we've got loads of questions, I don't want to upset yes, anybody. Yes, we have, mate. Line, don't want to take too long, mate, because, no. you know, people get impatient if they talk too much without asking their questions so i'm going to start randomly with just i'm going to gavin has asked a question and he says uh, was it more pressure for uh being the bluebirds record signing at the time was it no um it was a different experience because it was like a it's like a a bubble that's what that that was the thing to get used to everything else when you first signed and the people at the meal while we were talking, I was like, wow, is this normal? So we had like everybody, like between fans, directors, obviously, Sam and yeah, all that. And then you go into the paper and you show me the paper and all on all this. But um that the most <laughs> I'll tell you what the thing what really got me was um just before my first game and he 
I think Corky went um, wave. So I've watched games, I've done everything and, and everything, so I know what happens. So I've gone wave. Yeah, yeah, I will wave. Right, okay. So I've gone on and then I can hear it in the background. I can hear something in the background. And I'm, I'm just concentrating, going, right, what was the position I'd need to be? What needs? And then we come storming over, going, do wave! <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> and then everyone went, "Yay!" That was about five minutes going on, and everyone goes, "That's all about it." And I, I, I just here. All I was just concentrating, and is, but that's that. That was more pressure than actually doing anything else. <laughs> way, so, but now, um, it was a, it was just mainly off the field, is where we I saw the difference, as in the the pressure wise, because I remember Josh Slow going to. I think we where we lived in Penarth, there was a Tesco, and then he went to Tesco's shop, and I think it was about the next day it was in the paper that I seen Josh Lowe in Tesco shopping. So I'm like, not normal, <laughs> but that that was that made it more like, all right, okay, this is yeah, it needs to look down. I, I I I totally agree with that point, you know, because it's it, it's. Because it was a city, it was the first city that I, I ever lived in. You know what I mean? I've left Middlesbrough, which is a town to go to a big city. And everywhere where I went, every single person knew about Cardiff City. Everybody knew, everybody knew something. And it was, it was, it was, you couldn't go anywhere without that. There was no quiet place. There was no, you know what I mean? You couldn't go shopping. You couldn't go to a restaurant. You couldn't go to a bar. You couldn't go to the cinema. You couldn't go to a, a retail park. You couldn't go anywhere without somebody stopping about Cardiff City. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a problem, by the way. It was just... No, yeah, it was just constant and I can see now why players aren't able to do things at that level because of um, because of just how big football has become because Cardiff was always going to become that big and this big that they are now because of the fan base, what they had yeah. back in back in the 2000s when you obviously you signed and I signed and it was just, uh, and it's great and, and it's what the club needs, the club needs as many fans as they get, the club needs a big football team because a huge city like they've got needs a massive team. He's got a massive team. Yeah. Uh, next question, Gav, uh, was Craig said, uh, what felt best, scoring on your debut, which you've done a few times, scoring five or the Leeds game? Um, out of that, I'll probably say the five, then debut, and then the Leeds game. They, they were wrong. Yeah, scoring five in one yeah, game. Yeah, doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. <laughs> few, few, few and far between, isn't it? Yeah, like I said, it's a night game again, and yes, no atmosphere, not um, a lot of fans there, but night game seemed to bring the atmosphere for me. Why I do not know, but um, yeah, and as soon as the first one went in, it sort of someone if looks at the side, you had a good side, and that's what the difference was. So you had like you Josh Lowe and your Mark Bonner, um, your Hughesy at the back, um, Matty Brazier. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Very good side. Leighton Maxwell. Yeah. Yeah. Good player. Quality. Yeah, no um, good. Um, Kev, um, Kevin Nugent. Sorry. Up front has been so. Yeah. It yeah. Was... Some good stuff. Uh, Don asked uh, Gav, um, "Are you do? Are you still involved in football now?" No. Um, the only thing what I do is so um, is I'm now vice chairman of the Lincoln City former players. So um, okay. we're doing that at the moment. Um, it's been a bit quiet because of everything. I don't need to go on about yeah, that. Yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, but um, yeah. we started to, um, yeah. I'm, I'm now in charge of um, trying to promote, um, well, 
do games and trying to get events going. So um, I've done a couple of, like, we're looking to do a golf tournament thing and looking to do a, a match maybe in September. So, um, so it's starting to get back again. I'm starting to try and plan things, whether we can do everything and um, we'll still see, but um, it's starting to come back again. But no, that's been a good thing to try and get back through work after work and um, try and, get back into football and, and that no, it's been good and been it's a great thing to, to get in a fair, fair play to Gavin I think it's a great thing to uh, great thing to do um, are you there to help um, if anyone's struggling if anyone needs you know what I mean do players get in touch with you if there's if there's any kind of issues so maybe it's helped them out is there, is there something is there a way that the club can support as well yeah no um, it's sort of like the, the, the club sort through the club but it's like the um, community trust um, sort of did it through the club first to start it off and then um, you've, we've got different people on on the committee who so you've got like a welfare person who, who will contact people or people can contact them and then they can filter it through and then and, and put it to someone so we do try and help out um where needed um and and guide people to the best advice and um yeah to try and help them well, the thing is, we've we had this. I, we had uh, we obviously had Klaus Lundig Farm who started his new job at Southampton last week, by the way. So I sent him a message just to say congratulations from us all on the show. Um, but I th- it's it's so rewarding, Gav, that you, what you're just saying because you can pass on your experiences about coming out of the game, for example, and 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 going into uh, like we all can going into a, a normal place of work and and that transition out of the game and in the game. It's so it's so difficult. And handled differently by different people. By the way, you know what I mean. It's it's so uh, it's so it's such a difficult conversation to have with somebody, but it's such a, a conversation yeah. that needs to be needs to be had as well because um, it's it, it can make or break people at the minute. Um, and I know there's, the, the, there's something we're going to talk about at the end. Um, it'll obviously make more sense, but it's it's such a, a such a rewarding thing what you're doing. Mate. Please continue it and please carry it on. And um, if there's anything, yeah, no, we can, it, it, if there's anything that we we can support on here, we'll um, we'll help out as much as we can. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good that they asked me to to be a part of the committee at first, and then like I say, I ended up being vice chairman at the moment. So um, no, it's uh, we at the moment we're not quite involved in the, the the club as much as probably what I would would do. I would like. Yeah. Um, I think I've just been watching. Um, well, I looked on whole city. Whole city. I've got an ex. Um, players as well for the players and I think you know maybe tap into there and see how they're doing it because I think that was born from the club doing it first rather than the community trust coming to to the club and saying we need to set up something like this I think it was the club who said to the players right we're going to do a former players so yeah no we we do have little talks with some of the um, the the youngsters coming through and, and that so um yeah, a little event. So all we can do is help the community, and that's what that's what we're trying yeah, to do. I totally, totally agree. Totally agree. Absolutely. Uh, Leslie says, uh, "Right, guys, what's your prediction for PSG versus Man City? John Stones in defence versus Mbappe, uh, Neymar, and Cole. What you got then, lads? My problem is the pace. We see uh, Man City seem to struggle with pace. Um, mm. Just like with Mora um, weekend. As soon as he got running at them." They look shaky. Um, Stones has been good. Last month, he's started to shake a bit. He's started to go back to his own Stones way. Hopefully, he can get his head back after the sending off and then going, right, okay, let's get back to basics and start defending. If he goes back 
start defending, then I think City have got a better chance than if he goes if he stays as he is at the moment. So, what about you, Anne? Do you think um, he'll keep keep them quiet? Uh, I, 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 it's not the John Stone show, is it? It's Man City, and yes. for me, you know what I mean. I think, I, I think for me, it's all about Man City. It's not about one person. It's not about defender. If Man City go through ten nine. I don't think they'll care how many goals they're letting. And no, for me, I, I think it's going to be like I five was, all. I do. I was, um, I was, I was, I was correct with my um, prediction with the uh, with Dortmund, with Man City on both games. By the way, so I, I said they win both games. I said they go through, and they did. I said Harlem wouldn't score, and he didn't. Um, I think I think Man City will go through. I think there's too much riding on this. This this is the closest they'll ever ever get to get to a Champions League final. I can't. It's the same away. as it's the same as PSG though, and they've got that same pressure no, they went of fi- winning they went it the final. The last year, I know they though. got to the final. They got the final last but year, but like it's that same pressure of like, where are they going to drop it at the last? You know, when it really matters again. And I just. I'm like, I can't quite decide who's got the but worst defence out of the two. But I just think, I just think, think that number nine again, yeah, I think that I seems to work yeah. well for yeah. Pep. I think yeah. that really does work. Yeah, yeah I agree. So it looks solider when we do that because we can counter-attack quite well. So, it, yeah, I think City are just... I think City were just... Yeah, just about. Um, I think it's going to be like 6-5 or something stupid. Yeah. Um, Gavin says uh, she. He used to really like Josh Lowe. Uh, he says, "Gav, what was your opinion of him? He seemed like a. He seemed like a, a, a really uh, to lack confidence." Yeah, I think he's another one with them. Um, again, like like you said, you need the confidence to, to perform. It wants to feel liked. You need that arm around the shoulder sort of sort of person. It's it just that's how some of the characters are. You got some who don't need that who can self-motivate, but you need someone you, you need to encourage. But when Josh was... Because he, he looked... It seemed like he weren't running, but he was. He's very quick, and he, it's deceptive. He doesn't look like he's human. Yeah. Not that much yeah. effort, but he was gliding across that pitch, hmm. and he had a good cross on him. He had a good end product. So, yeah, no, I, I really did like with Josh. Gab, tell me... Tell, tell the viewers about Leon Jean. How good was Leon? Um, how disappointing was it that he didn't fulfil any potential? Uh, now, when he came, yeah, yeah, when he came, I've, obviously you, you know about him. You, know, you think about right. So let, let's see how good he is then when he's come. Yeah. Frightening, frightening on the ball. It, if you could move Cardiff slightly further away, so he weren't home. I yeah. think that would have helped him tremendously. Off, yeah. like, like I said before, off the pitch. Spoils the majority yeah, ruined, of the ruined him. Ruined him. If he'd have stayed at QPR, he could have made a living for himself, a very good living. He could have been a. He could have been a superstar. He could have been a and superstar. He, just, he came back home, and we were talking to him. Talked to him to because he is. He was so good. And actually, someone up here um, we used to be at Sleaford with them. Um, the manager manager at Sleaford um, was with him when he was a youth player as well. So um, yeah, it's it, oh well that. Few people, few people told me like he was so good in training, like he was as good as any player about uh, his age, like you know in in Europe sort of thing, like the Premier League. Like he was that good. It was just things off the pitch. And when when you think about that amount of talent, that's quite sad, isn't it? That you never got to really see like it. I I came from Middlesbrough. And he and he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have been out of place in, in the Premier League side. He wouldn't have been out of place with some of the players they had at the time. 
I've come to Cardiff on big money, um, big transfer fee. We had Peter Thorne, what, 1.7 million. He had Cab, Cab big money. He had Gav big money. He had other players coming in on big transfer fees. He was up there with the, the best of the best in that football club. And to make the choices he did off the pitch was disappointing. But more disappointing for him. It wasn't disappointing for, 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 for us players because... I didn't really see much of him as in potential. I seen him. I seen. I seen things where I thought, Jesus, you know what I mean? Like, this kid's good in the reserve game. I remember, and and I thought, how's he not in the first team? And then, you know what I mean? Obviously, things unravelled, and you know what I mean. I was so disappointed for him, but he must be. Uh, he'll look back one day and think, uh, you know, what I mean, the amount of talent that he had, it would have been. Uh, he could have. He could have been what he wanted to be. I used to play with him quite a lot because I've like, seen the reserves and and that. And I say, did try you, you try and. Um, give him advice about, well, ah, you need to be do this. You don't need to do that. You need to, because you're coming in the morning and you can tell that he's like, what is wrong with you? You're like, you just, come on, you just, come on. Yeah. That's all he think, think of the career and the, the amount of money he could have made from football yeah. if he's as good as everyone says. Like, yeah. it's it's one of those, um, those cases where you... It's just sad that the world never got to see, you know, that quality of a, you know, and from a, like a, a Welsh football point of view as well. Yeah. Just missed seeing someone that, that, you know, that and you've missed out what, what could potentially be a once in a generation talent because mm. of things nothing to do with football. But um, which kind of takes me on to this question, which I wanted to um, finish off with. Um, or this is the last question from the chat. At least I know Andy's got one more thing he wants to talk about. Um, Matthew Angel says, do clubs help players transition from being a pro back into civilization, so to speak? An example of something similar would be when someone's serving in the military forces, uh, a friend says the soldiers who are about to leave get very, very little uh, support. With me, um, mine was a quite abrupt, so I didn't have like a, a process to finish. Yeah. Um, so I finished when I was 26 and was stopped. And then, because I was, the contract finished. Um, there weren't nothing at any club. I don't think there was at any time at that time. Um, like counselling or a guide to show you how to to go here, to go there. Um, no, nothing at all. And um, the one thing I did do, I did get help from the PFA financially. Um Little little things, um, nothing too big, just to help me start again. But that was it. You you got the education bit where they say, right, okay, you can do this, you can do that. But there was nothing set really to help you. I think yeah. that, that I don't know what the game's like now. I don't know if they have someone like that now or, or something like that to, to to fall in. I know it, there's more conversation on that, but at that time, yeah, there was it was nothing. Nothing at all. So uh, yeah, I, me, my, the way I, I chose to do it was to shut everything off. So I went right. Okay, I'm just to stay in this bubble. Family. Yeah. And I didn't do nothing, and that's probably the worst thing because it, it was fine at the beginning, and then gradually you're going right. What I'm going to do? Mine. I also had the, the credit crunch hit as well. So everything, the pressure just went from sort of there to bang mm. and then personal life like unfortunately a few people died in my family about three people died in the space of about three months and it just all got on top and it's like wow i need to talk to somebody but luckily for me i managed to put it out in my head myself and then gone right okay you know what 
let, let me come and let's talk and then talking talking's helped is what I say. But yeah, yeah. Not, nothing pre planned at all. What about you, and I know you didn't get a great deal of support. Oh, listen, uh, listen. Uh, I've been, I've been very, very outspoken um, about. Um, there's, there's, there's a certain organisation which in the, in the PFA which I think can can do a lot more for for players coming out of the game. They do a lot more than they used to, by the way. So fair play to them now. But yeah, back in the day, it was a it was a dark place. The day that you're told that you're not a professional footballer anymore, and you go from earning money, which is a job, to not earning money. So how do you trans? How do you how do you trans transition that? Just for one, as a person, you're in a dressing room with people. The next day, you're not. Um, it's so hard. It's so hard on yourself. It's so hard on your family. It's so hard on your kids. It's so hard on your family. And do you know what things don't surprise me is the amount of divorce rates, the amount of um, things what what happened to families because of how much stress is put on people financially. Um, um, health wise, mental health wise, um, it's just the, the pressure is just just tenfold because you you don't know anything different and you know what I mean. It's 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 difficult because everyone everyone always throws this this magic number at you when you're a, when you're a footballer. Play till you're thirty five and you'll be all right. What a load of rubbish! What an absolute load of tosh! You know what I mean? I couldn't uh, listen. Drives me mad. You know what I mean? I speak to footballers all the time now, young players, and you know what I mean. And and they, and they give this number. It's thirty five. Why thirty five? If you're good enough and you're fit enough, play till 40, yeah. play till 50. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. age is just a number people keep telling you. Um, but you could retire at 21. You could retire at 26, like Gav. You know what I mean? It's, it's difficult. You could retire at 31, 32, like me. It's, there's no magic formula to this. You know what I mean? There's no, you know what I mean? But there's, there's got to be a platform and um, an environment and, and a kind of, I wouldn't call them an agency, but I'll call them, I'll call them a, a, a company who helps players out in, in this transition. If that's ex-players who've, who've had good transition, okay transition, bad transition, who've come out the other end, you know what I mean? Because I was lost for about six months and I got thrown to the PFA, you know what I mean? The PFA didn't come to me, I got thrown to the PFA and luckily enough, I talked to some good people, Andy Barlow, I know he was an ex-footballer at Oldham, he had a, he had a really good career, he was amazing to me, Andy was amazing, Richard Jobson as well, uh, played against Richard as a player. Sure, you, you you probably will have, will have done Gav when you were a younger player. He played for Man City. He played for Notts County, I think, as well. He was a he was a chairman at the time, and I he was a cracking block. He really helped me out. But I think I needed the help six months previous. You know what I mean? I was in a really bad place. When I went into them. I was I'd wasted six months of my life. I drank too much. I, I got into really bad habits. I was doing really really silly things, and 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 it accumulated that yeah, I'd wasted a year of my life. And it, it, this can't happen to other people. I think that's my point I'm trying to put across that mm. if people ask, especially now here. Yeah. Yeah, we always say on here about our our messages. Direct messages are open for people, footballers, not people who are in normal society, normal jobs. Because if you can help one person, you're doing something good to the world, and we're trying to help people out. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it's yeah. I, I, I hope that people don't suffer uh, like Is we've it, had to suffer at times. It's not nice. Oh, quickly, just add to that one quickly. So um, yeah, with that, with the one thing, what I had the hindsight of doing was to get insured. I insured myself yeah. from I think it was the age of twenty. I think it was with someone. Someone said it. One of the football said it, and then I went, "Yeah, you know what?" And I insured myself, which was lucky because when I finished, it took a while to to confirm me that not coming back. But that yeah, that did a hell of a lot. So if you can cover yourself, make sure that you got the right things in place, it will benefit you in the future. So. Well, that's what obviously we're sp- we're sponsored by uh, Daz Rolson at Bespoke Financial. Oh. Obviously, Daz has 
helped me out with various policies, injury insurance as well, you know what I mean? Still in getting insured now to play over the over 40s, which is, it's peace of mind more than anything, you know what I mean? Because I know that I'm still going to get looked after if, if I get injured injured playing football, having a bit of fun. So it's 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 really nice uh, and, and really good. So what was that question there about, um, do you yeah, think so. the money wages is, is, is why there's no help? I, th- um, I don't think it helps nowadays. I, th- I don't think it helps. I don't think finances help now because I think people think that players are that um, that rich, that well, that uh, that wealthy that they don't need the help and support potentially. But money's not always been in the game, by the way. As strong as it is now, you've got to remember no. that the money back in the day, it's good money, by the way. I mean, you know, I mean, good money, better than better than um, better than people probably imagine. But it still doesn't mean that you can't work again for the rest of your life. You know, what I mean, there's still these things in place where you can't just you can't just not do anything from 35 that magic number or 26 or 31 or 32 yeah. or 21 and, and and never have to go to work ever again and just yeah. send you back to change. Yeah. Life's, Things change. life's not that easy. You, you know what I mean? Life's not. Yeah. No. You know what I mean? You still have a lifestyle to to live. Sorry, you still have a you still have bills to pay. You still, you know what I mean? You still need to go to the shop to go and buy stuff. You still need to do this. Still need to do that. And I think sometimes footballers live in this bubble, and I think sometimes football fans think that players are in this bubble and this yeah. pedestal, and, and, gold, and because yeah. because they're not because fans and players aren't communicating like this anymore or, or currently with players the, the distance between fans and players is is, is ridiculous uh, uh, Sorry, we're going to finish uh, finish off with just a quick one um, yes. about something real um, real precious to me and obviously I know to Gav as well so I want to finish off with your thoughts on uh, on Chris Barker Gav because obviously Chris played a huge part in both our lives. I think on and off the pitch, he was uh, he was a great guy. Uh, still is, you know what I mean? In, in my eyes, and uh, obviously, uh, it's obviously not nice to then reminisce about someone who's who's not here. But I want to celebrate this. I want to celebrate obviously your thoughts in in how you see saw Chris and what you thought of him as a person as a footballer. Yeah, like the last time we we, we saw each other, actually, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. We... <laughs> What the, the first thing that I got is him smiling and he's just so laid back, he's unbelievable. It's like, are you actually a footballer? <laughs> like, yeah, whatever, just love to walk up a two. Mm-hmm. Get your tea on. <laughs> <A> little scruffy. <laughs> Pods around. But as soon as he stepped, as soon as he played, it is like a different thing. It's like, how, how did you manage to do that? It was so laid back and casual. But once we played, you can tell that the quality. But speaking to him afterwards, when you speak to him outside football, because I was trying to pick his brain, because I, I was also I was interested in um, how houses, um, yeah, buying and selling and whatever, and it, and he and he was doing well. He he had some, and then I tried to pick his brains about it, and he's going, yeah, no, my, my brother. Brother, yeah, Richie. Speak to Richie. I, I, Richie Richie's yeah. always a brains. Richie's a, I, I'm just friends. I just say, yeah, well, no, and I, yeah, but yeah, not my brother, but that's it, yeah. But but cool, anyway, yeah. Tea, cup of tea, tea. Hmm. So relaxed. It's, 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 it's oh, funny, though. It's funny, though, Sai, what Gav just said there about, you know what I mean? None about people change going on that pitch and become someone different. He became a normal person on the pitch. You know what I mean? He yeah, became. He did. A, you know what I mean? He was, he was like a normal person, and and and, 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 and we've had Geth on the show uh, as a guest before um, on the non-league show, which we which we ran, which was an amazing show. Um, and me and Geth went round Chris's house for um, his flat, sorry, to uh, to go for tea, and he cooked us some pasta, which was great. 
fancy some sauce, so I thought he was going in to put it, put some sauce on. He poured tomato, tomato ketchup on it and just served it to me. Do you know what? I, that was it. That was it. I couldn't get out the door fast that's enough. Option, I, was just, I, was, I was disgusted. I was disgusted. I'll be honest, but that's uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Every single person who I've come across, every single person who we speak to, sign me and you. Um, about Chris always says the same things about Cups of Tea, about the smile on his face, his accents, how, how good a footballer he was. You know what? One thing I wish is that he could hear all yeah. of this in person, and he yeah. would be over the moon. And that would be that would be that would be me made up. Like I say, you never like I say talking. People, we have to talk. Yeah. I I used to be yeah. bottle everything up until it's right in my head before I said things. It, that doesn't work. I've learned now it, it doesn't work. You, if you just, you've got something to say, just say it. Or if you've got need to, yeah. need to speak, speak. Yeah, bang on. Absolutely bang on. Absolutely bang on. And do you know what? Side couldn't have finished in a uh, a better manner for me. Absolutely amazing show, Gav. Thank you very much. You you've been absolutely superb. Your honesty. Uh, um, your stories, your anecdotes. Uh, thanks for coming on. I know I've hounded you for for quite a while, mate. To be fair, and um, and uh, I always get there in the end, so I don't know. You know what I mean? You're, you're, Sai's <laughs> yeah. got this wish. Sai's got this wish list. Sai's got this wish list, and uh, and I just uh, I just seem to just pick people off one by one. Yeah. But no, um, no, it's been a pleasure, and um, thanks thanks for giving me the opportunity to do this. I don't know if people still uh, remember me or not, but. Um... I think you know what they're going to do. I know, but that is me, though. I, th- th- this is me. I don't... All I wanted to do was play football. Everything else, what come with it, I, I, it don't really come into me, but all I did was manage to play football, and if people remember me for that, and in some cases, they still do, um, good or bad, or whatever you want to think, but people do remember me, and and, it, and it's, it's grateful, and it's heartfelt, and... Thank you. But it's platforms, it's platforms like this, Gav, that that, that give you that opportunity to, to tell those stories because people remember the times. They just don't get the opportunity to talk to Gavin Gordon, the player, the person, to get those stories out of you. You know what I mean? They might read it in the paper, but the story's not always true, is it? So we have yeah, to so we have to finish it off, don't we? Have to finish it off, don't we? We have to finish it off properly. So, so are we all going to do it together? Because I'll, I'll have to get the photo on uh, social media later on. Yeah, go on, man. Right, ready then? So we'll do it after <laughs> three, yeah. Three, mm-hmm. two. One go. There we go. Oh, look, he froze. Andy's internet didn't. Uh, it just froze up. <laughs> Did not mind. Yeah, do it, you're... Do it again. No, go on. I think you got you. You should be able to get a screenshot of it. But um, I, like I did not mind. yours was yours is like like fifteen seconds behind everyone else's. <laughs> what was it? It's that blur. It's that blur of internet. Right, guys. Thanks very much to everyone who's commented. I know we didn't get through as many questions as we would have liked, but in my defence, we've had over 400 comments just on Facebook. It's quite difficult to keep up with it all. Um, but I appreciate it all in less, and we tried to get through as many as we could. Um, we even managed with Andy's Nokia 3310, which is always good. Gavin what's Gordon has been a pleasure. Well, we gave the people an extra 22 minutes because we're just, you know, we're that kind. Um, Reese David Evans says, any chance you can give us a hint about next week's guest? No. Uh, yeah, I'll, g- you want, I'll give a hint. Yeah, I can give a hint. I'm going to cut you off now. I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to cut you off. I'll give a hint. It's a good hint. You won't get it. No one will get it. No one will get it from the hint. Do you want uh, the hint? Gonna, gonna. I'll just double check so I'll make sure I get the right person. So the hint is... Yeah, don't mix it up. 
it was a it was a it was a, a professional football manager this season. There you go. There's my hint. guys. Nice yeah. one. Thanks Subscribe. Thank you. YouTube.com slash Ace Podcast Nation. We've got a uh, world champion Jordan Vucenic on the fight show on Wednesday, plus Friday championship show live, and uh, next Sunday uh, another episode of my story with rapper T Rev. Uh, it's going to be a blockbuster week. Join us, and uh, we'll see you soon. Network.